Do we sound good on our end? <laughs> In a world. <laughs> All right. Well, Francesca and Eric, thank y'all so much for, for coming on the podcast. Um, I'm really excited to talk to y'all. Y'all are, like Mike was just saying, y'all are a, a power couple for sure. Um, so the kettlebell workouts, the animalistic flows, all that good stuff. I really want to get into that and talk about that type of workouts. Um, what made y'all get into that workout? Cause I think you were a boxer, Eric, before, right? I did. I trained in MMA and kickboxing and I had a MMA fight and a kickboxing match, but I did a ton of jujitsu when I was growing up. Yeah. So I was in combat sports. Yeah. So I, what made you transition out of that into this like animalistic flowing? I, I excuse me if I'm butchering it. I call it animalistic flow. I don't know if that's what y'all are calling it, but yeah, I mean, we just call it. Yeah. Animal flow is the like the term for the style of training that Francesca does and that I do, but uh, we kind of just, you know, mix it up and do all types of other moves as well. So it doesn't really have a name. Okay. Kind of yeah. Movement, you know, but I got into unconventional training with kettlebells and animal flow after, you know, I, I tried competing in martial arts. I realized like, man, I don't like getting punched in the face. Like this isn't <laughs> worth it. Like I'm hurting my brain. I, I want to, you know, have a long, healthy life. And so that's when I started training people to get in shape. And I realized like, man, combining the, some of the stuff that I was doing when I was training for martial arts makes training a lot more fun. And so I started combining kettlebells and body weight moves, um, kind of like I was doing in my martial arts classes into my, my coaching classes and my routines and people loved it. And so just been keeping it up since, you know, keeping my training exciting. Yeah. Francesca, how did y'all meet? Um, we actually met through my uncle, who's kind of like a mutual friend, honestly. Um, but mm -hmm. my uncle, he's our age too. He's in our age group. He's like in his late twenties. And he was an Onnit coach. So he was one of the first people to do one of the Onnit Academy coach certifications. So him and Eric were always buddies. And when Eric went to go teach in Miami for a kettlebell workshop, um, he brought me along. He's like, hey, show us your favorite bars to go dancing. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, we just met organically at a bar. And then he's like, wow, you're a coach. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a coach. And then we did the whole like, what's, you know, what's your age? And we were like, same profession, same age. We we're both like Latino. It was really funny. Yeah, it's like yeah. the perfect couple. The the, <laughs> the, the stuff that y'all do, it's I I try to emulate that in my garage too. Like I don't I don't know. I probably look dumb as hell doing it. It's what you think compared <laughs> to reality. Yeah. I, I could see this. For what sure. What's that? Um, the one move that y'all do. So y'all start out like on all fours, and then y'all do a circle, and then you kick your leg out, and then like you 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 do this pose, I guess. What, what are the benefits of doing movements like this? Um, it's a side kick through. Side kick through? Yeah. It's yeah they couldn't see your uh, arm. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like doing like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. You want to explain that? Yeah. One? So that's a great, so side kick throughs are amazing because there's so many benefits to training on the ground on all fours. So first of all, you're like working all your joints so getting that low to the ground i'm sure just holding that position where your knees are low for some people that's super challenging you know so you're working your ankles you're working your hands your wrists and then you're really getting that good strong core engagement because you're trying to stay like as low as you can so it's great too for that movement because then once you start lifting your hands and feet then you're trying to work on like anti-rotation and core strength because then your body wants to wobble you know mm -hmm. so you're trying to fight the wobble which is all core and then as you're extending you're like you know, putting your shoulder in different ranges of motion with load too, as well as that hip joint. So your hip and knee are like moving dynamically, but of course, like in a controlled range of motion. But for a lot of people that don't have good control in like their shoulders and hips and ankles, that's super challenging for their mm -hmm. mobility and their control. So it's really having that control through your range of motion. Right. Um, so yeah, it helps with that. And then once you get to like that end range, then you're trying to like lengthen your fascia and like really lengthen those tissues. So you're really getting like some fascial conditioning and it's, you're helping with like your flexibility as well. Cause you're getting some groin stretches, some people that have tight pecs, you might not even be able to like pull that arm back. Cause you're trying to really lengthen that yeah. whole sling, everything mm -hmm. from like your groin across your abs into that other shoulder. You're trying to like lengthen it and then strengthen it through those ranges of motion. Yeah. So did, were y'all like, do you balance this type of workouts? Like, Cause I, I don't see y'all do the traditional workouts, like where you're doing squats or anything like that. It's all, uh, the, you know, 
kettlebell flows and stuff like that. So I have to know, like, like for me, I, I can't mentally transition away from that type of workouts from like, you know, doing the benches, the squats and the curls, but like y'all are in ex like superb shape. So do y'all not do any of that? And it's just this type of workout or, or do y'all mix it in? So he's more, he still does conventional lifts. Yeah, I mix it up. I still do barbell bench press, overhead presses. I use dumbbells. I use all kinds of stuff. I don't put a lot of that stuff on Instagram just because it's kind of boring. Yeah. (laughs) They don't like it. Yeah, what I do on on Instagram is a little bit more, you know, trying to catch people's eye. And then once they get to my website, they see my programs, my workouts, they're all pretty fundamental foundational plans that include push-ups, a little bit of arms, you know, presses, squats, all the fundamental movements, just because that does uh, compromise like 90% of my training is fundamental movements like that. The other 10, five, 10% is fancy stuff where I'm having fun mixing it up. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm strengthening all the fundamentals to get the most gains. Yeah. And I'd say I for sure do the same, but just, I don't do heavy lifts myself that much. I kind of do all the mm. basic movements, but just with kettlebells for the most part. So I'm still doing my presses. I'm doing my pulls. Um, I still get in my deadlifts. Um, I just try to go a little bit conservative with the weight because my body doesn't mm. like that much weight. Yeah. Do you think uh, conventional lifting uh, decreases your mobility? No, no, I think it's about balancing it. I think, uh, no, conventional lifting actually is great for mobility. You know, being able to squat with weight is going to strengthen your squat. You know, it's just a, what can happen is, you know, you're doing things too heavy or too repetitive, you know, focusing on not enough variety. You know, so it's important if you're going to do a lot of squats to mix it up. Like every couple weeks, instead of just doing back squats all the time, try doing front squats for two weeks. And then after that, try doing a different type of bar squat, you know, uh, elevating your heels, hitting a different or focusing on isometrics. You know, you got to. Yeah. Very. How are you performing the different movements so that your body can explore different ranges and different tempos so that it doesn't just adapt to that one stimulus. And when you do that and you repetitively do the same movements over and over again, you end up kind of cheating a lot or yeah. getting, it becomes really easy and you kind of just like go through the motions and you end up developing some like bad habits eventually that are counter counterproductive and can actually lead to injury if you overdo the same stuff. So that's why it's important to, add variety to your training um, but you can do that with other variations of pressing or squatting lunging you know there's all, all types of ways you can add variety or you can do some add in some fun mobility moves like animal flow in between your conventional training sessions or add it at the end of a workout as a finisher to help get your heart rate up burn some extra calories at the end of the workout while also moving in different ranges to keep you healthy yeah it's like the whole like coin muscle confusion kind of thing, right? Or your body's always guessing. Do you find yourself, do, y- do y'all find that y'all's body is, uh, can you catch it off guard nowadays? Cause y'all are doing just very dynamic work. And like, it's just totally different working, uh, workouts that you do. Yeah, I've never seen do. some of these yeah. things. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I mean, you can still, you know, I, it's, I'm not doing all the things all the time. So if I circle back to a movement I haven't done in a couple months, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to make me sore. It's going to hurt, you know? So there's, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, cycling things back into your programming that you haven't done in a while will help you get sore again or add that stimulus that'll help you make some more gains. Yeah. I, but, yeah. Are y'all able to get uh, the everyday people into y'all's programs or is it just, uh, you know, the really intense people? Like, because I imagine y'all's um, y'all's style is um, very eye-opening and eye-catching for people that may, may not be in the fitness industry or maybe just getting into it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely catch capture the everyday people. Um, and I think what like Eric said, you know, a lot of times we don't showcase like a lot of the fundamentals and a lot of like the the conventional training that we do. But um, I think it's definitely when people do train with us and they're beginner, they realize that we're all about progressing stuff for people's fitness levels. You know, we don't, um, we don't want to just 
push somebody into the deep end. We're like, all right, you're going to do kettlebell flows and snatches. <laughs> um, I think, you know, it's, it's super important to show people that, you know, we do other different, you know, we do beginner stuff and, and not even that it's called beginner, but we always focus on the fundamentals and the basics are super important as well. What do, you, do y'all teach people um, healthy diet habits with y'all's programming? Um, I guess what is y'all's diet like? So Eric's more of the nutrition person. Yeah, <laughs> so I keep it pretty clean for the most part. You know, I do right now I'm doing kind of like what they call carb cycling. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yeah. Just basically eating more carbs on days when you're training uh, or depending on the intensity of your training, around your training, you eat carbs. And then um, to, to try to lose body fat for about four weeks, I'm in a phase where I'm doing lower carbs Monday through Friday, and I eat those carbs around my meals or around my workouts. And then on the weekends, I'll increase the carbs higher to recover from the hard week and give my body a break so that it won't burn through my muscle. Because what happens when you go super low carb and low calorie – Throughout the week, you start kind of tapping into those fat stores. But then if you extend that for too long, you end up eating away at your muscles. So that's why on the weekends, I carb up, eat a little bit more calories, and I refeed my body so that I don't uh, catabolize my muscle. And so that's what I'm doing right now. But I try to eat you know, as organic as I can, and I get my carbs mainly from like uh, rices, oatmeal, and fruits. Mm try to stay away from grains just because that, you know, it doesn't really agree with my stomach makes you kind of bloated. Yeah. I don't really like can't digest breads very well. So I stick to, you know, like as least, uh, least processed foods as I can, which means beans, rice, oats, uh, no breads, no tortillas, none of the good stuff, but <laughs> yeah, no corn, no wheat. Um, and then I'll try to eat, I eat all types of meat, steak or beef, lamb, chicken, fish, really try to mix it up. I actually had my blood work done a couple months ago and my doctor was telling me uh, that I had really low absorption rate of protein. Like I wasn't digesting my protein very well and I wasn't absorbing enough. Hmm. And she asked me, are you eating enough like variety of meat? I was like, no, I actually mostly just eat like tuna cans all day, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I tried switching it up, you know, because I was only eating tuna, like canned tuna and tuna poke all day, every day. And so I started switching it up. I I also stopped drinking protein powder because I was getting like 50% of my protein from protein powder. I was doing like six scoops a day. And so I stopped doing that, cut out the protein powder. I've been eating only like eggs, fish, chicken, meat. And I feel like I'm finally putting muscle on. I'm leaning out, like I'm not bloated from all the inflammation, from all the shit that I was putting in my gut yeah. and my body wasn't able to digest. Um, so now I'm feeling awesome. You know, <laughs> eating whole nutrient-dense foods from uh, <laughs> organic, as organic as I can. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm more of an intuitive eater. Um, I've just, I try to just avoid foods that I know bother my body. So I, for the most part, I don't eat dairy. Um, and then of course, like most people, I try to like, you know, be mindful of how much wheat I'm having in my diet um, and how much sugar I'm having. But other than that, um, pretty much just eat what I want. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, but saying I eat what I want, like I do have days where I'm like, oh my God, I need greens and I need salad. So I right. try to eat greens every day, um, you know, at least two handfuls. Um, you know, I try to set myself up for it, like for success. So it's not like I'm like, okay, it's breakfast. It's, you know, I'm going to go have a McDonald's, you know, (laughs) like I I don't, that's not what I mean by whatever I want, but you know, within reason, like how Eric said, the best quality food that I can get within reason. Um, but yeah, just try to eat intuitively and try to eat whole foods and just avoid stuff that I know bugs my body. Nice. Are y'all, is it easy for y'all two to eat together? Do y'all have uh, fights about, you know, what y'all got for dinner? Actually, when we first moved in together, we were like always debating about what we were going to eat. And then I think we realized it's better like when we just leave our meals to ourselves. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll make like steaks. We'll share sometimes. Like I'll make steaks for the both of us, but she'll go and make her sides. And I'll make my sides, my salad. Yeah. But for the most wow. part, yeah, it's like half and half. Yeah. Who um, Who's worse about eating sweets? Like – 
who's gonna say you know come on let's go have this uh <laughs> this cheesecake or pizza or something like that he doesn't even ask me more because i don't eat that stuff oh wow <laughs> i don't need sweets i don't need dessert it's just like nah. he's too extreme i i prefer savory foods like i'd rather go eat some chips and salsa with some guac yeah. You know, I try to get my extra calories, save it for shit that I really like. Like, I don't really like ice cream. Like, I, it tastes good for like a split second, and then I feel like shit afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd rather enjoy my chips and salsa or like an extra serving of steak. You know, I'd rather make up for it and eating the stuff that I really like. Uh, I don't know, like wasting calories on <laughs> junk food. That's a good point. I mean, if you can get that mindset, that's that's strong. What's the thing that gets you though? I know there's something. Um, What's the thing tacos. that greasy tacos, uh, street tacos, or something? Really like, man. Honestly, just like a big bowl of fruit with like some chili powder and some tahini. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> that's your cheat. Yeah, honestly, dude. Man. Yeah, that's my cheat. You're good. Like a shitload of fruit. Man, that's was not it. true. He- or he eats pizzerias and stuff. Man, it's been years. Uh, now, we're, now we're hearing the truth. Yeah. Now we're hearing the truth. <laughs> no, it's when I, I was super sick with COVID that I thought I was going to die <laughs> and I was eating junk food because I was just trying to live. I, I like how uh, during COVID, I don't like that you got COVID, but you were pretty transparent um, with um, but your struggles like because you said you were gaining weight. And you were stopping yeah. lifting and all that. So how yeah, I was work out for like four weeks. I was eating whatever I wanted. We we're ordering Chinese food and all kinds of shit, dude. Well, I, I think I think I that's <laughs> I think that's good that you were you were documenting it because when when people see you on Instagram or see you and Francesca on, on Instagram, it's like y'all are almost unattainable figures. Like, wow. I'll never look like that. But hearing you talk, um, you know, you're saying, yeah, I'm flexible with my diet. You know, I got COVID and I gained weight, but, uh, you know, obviously through consistency, you were able to get back to where you are now. So it's, it's very refreshing to hear that and, and, and people can take that to heart, you know? Yep. Yeah. You know, you're consistent. Like you said, you can get results for sure. Um, but yeah, it's easy to fall off. It's a lot easier to fall off and get fat than it is to get back in shape. I kind of so. look, I like how he looks when he gets a little bit fat. Yeah. He's like so, he's all muscular and a little bit of extra grease. Oh <laughs> That's not going to work with, with his, uh, with how he is. It doesn't work for the business. <laughs> I love how much uh, Francesca's laughing when you answer your questions. I'm like, is he telling the truth or, <laughs> or what? Like, she's like, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> y'all are really close. How long have y'all been together again? Over three years, three and a half years now. Oh. Yeah. It seems like y'all are vibing pretty good. Dog parents. Yeah. I'll tell you. Dog parents. That's almost like regular parents. Yeah, it's the same thing. Dogs are like, you got to... You can't go out of town with a dog. You have to like. Get out of town. I was stuck with the dog by myself for the first time. Man. <laughs> and she had diarrhea. Yeah, she had <laughs> diarrhea. How I the thought hell? it would be fine if I leave her home for an extra couple hours while I get my work done at, at the gym. And so I show up, and dude, she looked like super guilty when I walked in. I'm like, man, what's that smell? And I go look in one of the rooms. Diarrhea everywhere. <laughs> oh my god, that's tough. Man. That's what happens when you feed the dog damn tacos. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gives her too much steak. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave her a bunch of steak the night before. What kind of dog y'all got? Uh, it's like a pit bull mix. She's like a little pit bull, like a Staffordshire. Yeah. That was nice. Well, y'all are in a good spot for dogs too. Being in Austin, they got Zilker Park, um, yeah. all those you know dog parks out there. So it's a nice area. Yeah, it's been it's cool taking her around all the parks and stuff and doing things. That's why I find it hard to believe y'all aren't more of a, like foodies because Austin's amazing for yeah. food. Huge foodie. Yeah. Oh, I'm supposed to go eat out after this with my friend. Where are you going? <laughs> Elizabeth Street. It's happy hour. But the thing is, uh, I don't drink alcohol, so I go to places that have food happy hour. It's so like 50% off appetizers. I'm there. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know food happy hour is a thing. Yeah, appetizers and stuff normally. It's really rare, though. It's really hard to find. A lot of places don't do it. No, they all usually do. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. Uh, no. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> badass places in Austin for sure. 
I mean, when she first moved here for like the first year, I was taking her to all the spots, you know, trying to make her fall in love with Austin. Uh, but I stopped doing that because I was getting fat. <laughs> I was absolutely all right. I gotta get back to work, man. I got I gotta sell these workout programs. I always tell him that he was like a false advertiser when we first met. You know, trying to show me like the the you know shiny side of him, and that was like no, why you need out? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that was me or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now, I like eating out, but she doesn't. She doesn't. She can't eat like raw fish. So like, I like going to sushi spots. Mm. Man, so, get, like, chicken garage, and I'm like, man. Uh, there's a there's a nice sushi <laughs> bar in down in in downtown Austin. Uh, it's got like a red theme. God, I hadn't been there in forever. I forgot the name of it. He you, probably knows. Yeah, you probably go there all the time. There's a it's a real nice sushi bar in downtown Austin. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. What are y'all's favorite spots in Austin to eat? There's this place called ATX Cocina. It's like modern Mexican cuisine, mm. like fancy Mexican. Like normally that, like, oh, that's garbage. Like I'm Mexican. My, my mom and dad, my grandma cooks really badass Mexican food. But when we went there for the first time, man, I was blown away. Like all the flavors are on point and like high quality ingredients. So it's cause that's one chef, of my favorite spots. The chef is like an honorary Mexican, apparently. I think he like studied school in Mexico, right? That's what he studied there. Oh, I like, think, yeah, he went lived there for he studied, he like learned the like cooking methods down there in Mexico. Nice. And so um, he brought a bunch of good recipes. It's so good. When, uh, when you go back to visit your, your family or you go to your family's house or whatever, how tough is it? staying on on diet like for me grandma makes like the most unhealthy food ever but can't (laughs) say no so i usually that i save it up that's why on the weekends is when i hang out with family because that's usually when i can increase the calories increase the carbs and really indulge a little bit more on the weekend so that's what that's where my diet is a little bit more flexible and i'm super strict monday through friday and then on the weekends i can eat a little bit extra and be a little bit more flexible with the ingredients is it does your family give you all shit because y'all are so clean or because y'all work out so much? They're like, nah. I need to stop doing that because it's bad for y'all. <laughs> My mom used to say that. She used to say like, oh, you're, you're always working out and those videos look hard. Like, don't hurt yourself. Be careful. And <laughs> she was right though. I got hurt a couple times where like, fuck, I was out of commission for a while. So now I'm a lot more careful. I, only film as much as I need to for these, these workout videos and try to be more sustainable, you know, not just try to constantly shoot videos and work out really hard all the time. Now I take a way more balanced approach to my, my training. You know, I really like walk the talk, you know, like I, this is what I preach to my clients. You know, I tell them they have to be careful and like not overtrain. Um, when I wasn't doing that, I was overtraining and, I was like working out during the day and then filming at night, mm. you know, I was like, never gave my body a break. But nowadays I make sure I plan to where when I'm filming, I'm not working out or when I'm filming, I have a lower intensity dates where I'm not crushing my body and make sure I get ample rest and eat properly for what I'm doing. And so it's been a lot better. Yeah. A lot healthier. How much pre-workout do you take before you do an Instagram video? Man, I take so much. <laughs> How do you get that much energy, I man? Workout though, I love caffeine. Yeah, yeah, I love taking some some uh, super healthy pre workout. Uh oh, got healthy. the stare. Like, huh? Three hundred milligrams of caffeine and all kinds of crap. But man, it just feels good to get jacked up and you know go hard. Yeah. <laughs> Been doing that since I was like twelve years old. I'm not gonna stop now. You get me hyped in those videos, like. You're like doing those like quick lunges or like I saw one recently oh, where you were yeah. doing, yeah, you're doing the co- the complex um, push-ups and then you're, you know, doing the squats or whatever, but like the cameraman's always kind of like panning around and you have yeah. like the <laughs> hardest electronic music going on. I'm like, <laughs> I want to go, I want to go work out. <laughs> Do y'all film each other? Like if you're doing a video for Francesca or if you're doing a video, Francesca, yeah, are you filming? We're at home in the garage. That's where we film each other. Yeah. Yeah, Francesca doesn't like going on it. She's thinking there's too many germs over there. Uh oh. <laughs> is that where 
again. Is that where you do most of your coaching or so y'all are both trainers, right? Y'all both have own clients and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Francisca coaches mostly here in our garage gym and I coach out on it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, there's just two over there. They're all dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ew. Where's the on it gym located at in Austin? It's uh Southeast Austin. Okay. Like on the way to the airport. Very yeah. nice. And how long, how, how long have you been working there? Man, for almost eight, eight years. It's going to be nine in October. Very nice. Yeah. Almost nine years. It's been a long time. So with it's all that, good. it's been good. With, mm-hmm. with all that hype that on has been getting, is it like flooded in there with people? No, no, we, we have a, like a people respect, you know, that we're like a membership only gym. Like you have to have a membership to do the trainings. You know, we, we have like a really high charge now for drop in rates just to kind of discourage people from just kind of bouncing in and out and like not sticking to the programming. You know, we really want people to get great results and focus on good coaching and so we, we make people have to sign up for memberships. And so that that's kind of decreased traffic a little bit. You guys need a members only sign. Yeah. <laughs> members only. Get everybody jackets. Nah, it's a lot. It's cool. Before it was crazy. There was like crazy people coming to on it, like uh, waiting outside for Joe Rogan to show up or trying to talk to Aubrey. It's like, dude, but yeah. it's a cycle. But now it's a lot better. There's a uh, better security around too. So, it's been it's been good. Joe Rogan actually stopped by the gym today, so that was cool. He's been working out there every now and then. So yeah, he posted. It's, he feels comfortable showing up. That that means you're doing something right, you know, because you don't want people to get bombarded with fans and stuff. Right. And so it's yeah. it's super low key. Everybody who shows up, they're super respectful. And you know, they've had a lot of famous people come in already. Like one of the members was on like The Bachelor, and everyone's like, "Ooh!" <laughs> <laughs> or Ludacris uh, has come before. A bunch of famous people, man. But Steve yeah, Aoki, yeah, oh, man. Steve Aoki, yeah, Steve Aoki, too. Yeah, everybody, Skrillex. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was before on it. That was before on it. We worked out with uh, Mighty Mouse. He was super sick. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's really nice, actually. Like, way nicer than I thought. Yeah, he's super nice. How do y'all see, um, you know, a Joe moving uh, to Austin? I know he's probably showing up at the gym more, but what about just the crowd of people from, like, Cali? Um, well, mainly Cali, maybe New York. Is, do you feel like it's getting more crowded, or is that just, like, the media? No, it is getting more crowded. You feel Where? it? Austin. Oh, Austin, yeah. Yeah, Austin. Like, in tech coming, like, Tesla's there. or I think that Giga Warehouse is already done, so... I mean, and I was driving it and somebody was driving like such a douche and I, I look and they had a California plate and I'm like, at least switch your plate. So I think you're well, Texas. How are they driving? <laughs> aggressive behind me. Cause there was somebody, I was in the left lane with the person in front of me. Everybody was going Yeah. Slow. On the way home so today, I was like taking my time. Cause it's like super wet out. This car like passes me up in a, <laughs> like a one lane fucking area right here. Did they have right a the it's Francesca. That was Francesca <laughs> beating you home. <laughs> he does drive slow though i'm like she's probably trying to go to happy hour i want to slip all over the place you need new tires i get new tires like every year bro (laughs) bro bro so talk talk about some of the the programming at on it um what's different that members get at on it than compared to some other gyms locally in austin oh you you know we really prioritize you know training for performance and like training like an athlete so that you can, you know, feel awesome and get good physical results. And so we, we plan it all out. And the best part is uh, we have a group of trainers that all get together every day at 1.30 p.m. And they test out the programming like a month in advance mm. and really break it down, see what works, see what does it. And they're really, you know, it's like trial by fire. They, they test everything out before they, they have the members try it, you know, which – a lot of coaches you see nowadays, man, they're not doing that. They're just kind of making up random workouts and putting clients through it. And they, you know, most people can get good results if they're just starting out. Like if you're a brand new person to working out and you start training, you can get good results doing pretty much anything. 
you know, for the first six to 12 months. But after that, after you make those initial gains, you kind of plateau and it's super important to follow a structured progressive plan. That's going to help you see results after you hit that plateau. And that's where, you know, having a, a badass coach like that people that we have here on it is, is super important and super valuable because, you know, co- the clients come in, and they see, all right, there's like a method to the madness. It's not just oh. a random workout every day, training legs every day or training arms every day. It's like structure. We program, you know, we make sure they come in three days a week. And in between, they have the option to take a break or, you know, they can, you know, we recommend some cardio or something else. But we make sure they stick to the programming and not overdo it. You know, we can't, we don't have people come in every single day smashing themselves into the ground. We make sure they're getting good results by training in balance. And so we do a really great job of making sure people warm up really well. So our classes are like 60 to 75 minutes, 75 minutes long because we spend 15 to 20 minutes warming up and then five to 15 minutes cooling down every session. To make sure people aren't getting hurt it's mm-hmm. the most important thing i think that's important are you are you uh one that does the workouts with <laughs> y'all there's always up to something <laughs> uh do y'all do the workouts with everybody like or do you no. just are you just coaching and overseeing uh what do you mean like like, like you tell them to do the workout do you do it with them or do you just no, kinda, no, okay. yeah we just coach make sure everybody's doing good form yeah, we don't do the workouts with the clients unless it's like a buddy and they want to work out, you know, then it's like we'll train and I'll coach them while we work out. But that hardly ever happens. Super rare. Mostly want to pay full attention to the clients, make sure nobody's getting hurt because a lot of the workouts you do can be kind of kind of aggressive. So we want to make sure people are doing things right. And you can't do that if you're in the middle of a workout. Yeah. Who's the better uh, trainer? <laughs> We're different. I think I got the answer out of that. Yeah, she's really good at some stuff that I'm not very good at, but vice versa. I think we balance each other out. Yeah. Yeah. We went to Costa Rica last week and we, we taught for like seven days. And it was <laughs> really fun because we were able to balance each other out. You know, she was really strong at some things and I was strong at other things. So we, she was able to rest when I was coaching and I was resting when she was coaching. So it was a good balance. Was that a group that you took or was that people that lived there that you coached? Oh yeah. Most people, they traveled to that spot from the U S or other parts of the world to meet us in Costa Rica. Yeah. It was really sick. We had people from Costa Rica. We had some people from Germany. We had people from all over the U S it was honestly really sick. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. It's not a bad place to go I know. to do working it out. Was I was kind of, you know, I didn't want to ruin my routine. You know, I, I've been really not looking forward to it. <laughs> like, I was dreading it because, like, man, like I'm starting to see results in my training again. You know, after COVID, it's been really hard to ramp back up and get back to the level I was at. And then finally, when I'm seeing some great results, <laughs> let's go vacation for seven days. I'm like, Fuck, man. <laughs> All right, whatever. Let's go. And I, it was totally worth it. I had a lot of fun. Your abs stayed, right? You kept your abs? Mm-hmm. Yep. Kept my abs. The food was healthy. And yeah. I was able to train, you know, when I needed to. So it was- Our- The chef was one of the highlights. The chef was just spectacular. Everybody left in love with him. We wanted it. We were, like, planning how we were going to kidnap him and bring him back <laughs> Are yeah. you? So I can kind of tell Francesca is the extrovert and and – Eric, you're the introvert. Is that pretty much correct? Oh, you're so good at that. Yeah. Most people can't tell he's an introvert. No, I could tell. We're like the same person almost because you're saying uh, like my, a lot weaker. I'm not. I don't look like him at all. <laughs> at all. At, not even close. But yeah. But like when it comes to vacations, hearing you saying you're not looking forward to it. Uh, my wife's talking about going to Disney World. Uh, she wants to take the kids to Disney World, and I just thinking about it. It like it gives me a headache just thinking about it. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I love Disney World though. Yeah, I introduced him to Disney when we moved to Texas. Um, he's from Texas, so when he brought me over, we stopped. And after that, he has to go every year. He's like itching to go. Yeah, I love <laughs> Damn. <it. laughs> but then again, we don't have kids, so. Yeah. 
kids. Yeah, we are the kids. So what about your programming, Francesca, um, with your clients? What is what does a, a typical day or a week look like with you? So um, for people that train with me in person, I really give them a mix of everything. I make sure that they're doing strength training, make sure that they have their basic lifts down. And then we always try to make sure that we can get them more sophisticated in the body weight training. Um, and then everybody, you know, everybody has a different level with the body weight training, but it's definitely something I try to hone in on every single client of mine, making sure that they're, they're stronger and more, uh, you know, their body is becoming more adaptable and that they're able to use their body in a variety of different ways. Um, yeah, to me, it's all about like adaptability, making sure, you know, that we can gain muscle, maintain that muscle mass. And then also, you know, um, like we were talking about before, like joint health is super important to me, making sure we have full range of motion. Um, yeah, I'm all about the functional movement and injury prevention. That's nice. Do you, ha- do you get a lot of, um, I guess what's your clientele look like? Is it mostly females or do you get some males in there too? Right now, um, I have all my personals are just females right now. So yeah. all the person clients are females, but online, um, I have a big variety and online I teach, I offer different things as well, but I'd say like my biggest offering is just body weight training. But yeah, I have like, I'm like 50, 50 on my online stuff. Nice. And I feel like with in-person training, I feel like, um, I might just resonate more with women. Like I have, I've had, I have had male clients, um, but for sure more females. in person. Yeah. Probably more relatable, right? Yeah. I think the, I think a lot of the women kind of want to find that balance between like the strength and the mobility. And I, a lot of men do come to me for mobility, but I feel like they're still more focused on like the strength and bodybuilding like Eric. I'd say you have more male clients too, right? So, yeah. Like a hundred percent. I used to have more women clients that I would train in person. Um, but then I started dating Francesca. Yeah. <laughs> she started. They all disappeared for some reason. They stopped training with me. I wonder y'all just wanted to train with me. Y'all probably just had a crush on me. <laughs> <laughs> she started letting the air out of all the girls' tires. And yeah. They just never showed up. Man, I met this awesome girl. She's moving to Austin. They're just like, what? Wah, wah, wah. Cancel my <laughs> membership. That's <laughs> my chance. Hey, so yeah, I don't think I'm going to re-up. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Was, uh, the real people stuck around and they've been crushing it. So That's good. Yeah. Have you ever thought yeah. about doing like special? <laughs> listening out there. Sorry, oh. <laughs> but that would be great. Thanks for all the support. The they best. Go, they're like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you oh, yeah. ever, have you ever thought about doing, um, like specialized couple, uh, training? Like there's so many couples that get so lost in the relationship and they gain weight and then they want to do it together. And then y'all are a very good example of a couple that's making it happen to be yeah. able to attack it from like a physical and mental side you know working with them one-on-one would you ever do something like that uh we haven't thought about doing that because we could do completely different training routines from each other you know that's what i would recommend that's what i'd recommend to people who are like trying to work out with their partner and i'm like you guys are on totally different schedules like she's a morning person you're not <laughs> like are you guys gonna force it like just do your own thing and you know, have your me time and then get together on your emotional time and when you guys want to get together and build the relationship like don't try to force you know working out together or eating the same foods like it's just a recipe for disaster just like you do you and then when you guys want to vibe together and share things and do that you know you <laughs> force things, it just like fucks everything up you end up fighting all the time it sucks <laughs> I, I used to try to make her do my workout routines and she would get super mad because <laughs> just not her thing. Um, but she used to come to some of my classes that were tailored more towards, you know, both women and men. They were like high intensity, a lot of mobility, like more athletic conditioning, more athletic conditioning. And she loved those. But unfortunately after COVID happened, we stopped teaching large group classes. And so I stopped teaching as much at the gym, mostly just w- focusing on one-on-one clients. Yeah, I prefer to do training that has like more movement and less weights just for my body type. Um, I have like just a lot of old injuries and I have scoliosis. So I feel like doing a lot of weight mm-hmm. is just really hard for me. I'm like focused on like, you know, keeping my core tight and I don't even feel it in my legs, you know, um, like if I were doing squats or something. But um, yeah, I remember one time, like when I was going to the group classes that were like really heavy weight, um, 
And remember, like, just the peer pressure. I'm such, like, a sucker for peer pressure, and I always <laughs> get hurt. That's my biggest problem. I'm such a, and, like, I feel like I'm the lightest person, too, in the class. So everybody's like, oh, do as much weight as that other girl. And I'm like, but that other girl weighs 30 pounds more than me. You know, <laughs> body types. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always get hurt, and we, everybody peer pressures me, and they're like, but you're so strong. And I'm like, but, but my back. But my back. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned yeah. – it's funny that you mentioned y'all, uh, y'all bickering back and forth as a couple. Cause when I, like when I try to get my wife to go run with me or something, it, it never ends good. Like it's always, <laughs> it's always like, no, like I don't want to fucking run or why I, or I try to like get her a good pair of shoes. Like the ones that I wear, she's like, your fucking yeah. shoes suck. Like it always ends bad, you know, like it's, it's we never good. Anyway. Yeah. I got her my favorite pair of shoes. She never wears them. She <laughs> Well, she got them. She got. She wears them every now and then because they match her outfit. They're like white shoes. Yeah, but she never Amazing. goes running. Yeah. No. Do y'all <laughs> do y'all run at all? I do. I want to get back into it. I used to be a runner, but I just i I was one of those people that I don't know how to like progress things easily. I go from like one to a hundred. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like ended up getting a bunch of running injuries, and I'll be back. <laughs> how much do you run, Eric? Yeah, I, I I run like thirty minutes every morning. Okay, thirty five minutes, super low intensity. That's why I was saying I use my watch just to watch my heart rate, and I just keep it under one twenty. Make sure I'm not overdoing it. Keep it low intensity. Just get moving in the morning, burn a little bit of calories. You know, get my get my morning started, and then I'll train harder in the evenings when I'm warmed up. I've had a full day on like. My joints are lubed up, and I'm ready to actually lift some weights. I like to lift in in the afternoon or evening. Oh, that's that's different. I, I'd picture you as an early morning person. I used to, but I was just kind of forcing it, and I was like getting nagging pains and injuries, and I just realized, like, man, I shouldn't be lifting like this first thing in the morning. Like, I haven't really had anything to eat. I haven't, you know, really warmed up enough, you know, because in the morning, like, I'll rush through warm ups just so I can get to the workout and finish the workout so then I can get to work, you know? So it's like, I'd rather do a low intensity, uh, you know, uh, like a cardio or shadow boxing just to kind of get the blood pumping. And then I get to work, knock out any programming I have to do on the computer, social media stuff. And after I, you know, deal with all the stressful things throughout the day, kind of crush some tasks, then I feel accomplished and ready to just kind of, all right, now I'm ready to lift and, you know, get my actual workout in for the day in the afternoon, you know, because otherwise I'll just be thinking about things that I have to get done while I'm working out. And I, I'm like texting people in the middle of a workout that that's never good. So y'all rather talk everything out first that I need to get done, talk to everybody to talk to, and then turn my phone off and work out. Y'all's social media presence is huge. So maintaining your social media presence like that's a full-time job in itself. So how do y'all balance that being a couple doing the workouts, owning, you know, doing all that. Cause that's, that's a lot to deal with. I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we just don't <laughs> taking it one day at a time. I think I try to just make sure that I get my social media stuff done before noon. Um, that's usually the goal. And I don't try to stress it. Like I try to aim for like six out of seven days so, you know, if I'm, it's not trying to be perfect, but I usually like take, maybe take like Sunday off if I'm just exhausted and don't want to be online anymore. Um, but yeah, I just try to do as much as I can. Um, yeah. Just try to get it done early. Yeah. It's a full-time job. Y'all need to like hire somebody to, to do all y'all's editing and stuff. <laughs> yeah. They just don't do as good of a job, man. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, that's the thing like with us, like with the podcast, like, you know, it's doing the podcast and then doing the social media posts. So do y'all do stuff on Facebook too? So a little bit like how unfriendly is it like posting from like social media, from Instagram to Facebook? Like, it's not like seamless. I don't know if y'all struggle with that too. Like doing yeah, videos. No. I told, I do it totally separately. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. It just doesn't work. Yeah. It sucks. Uh, so y'all both were, um, Y'all both wear Apple watches, huh? Yeah, we're mm -hmm. Apple people. Do y'all? Go ahead. Um, tried other stuff. Like, I like Whoop, but I just, I don't like that, how it looks. And I feel like it's so nice to have the fitness watch with all your emails and your texts. Yeah. And you can 
call, change your music. Like there's really nothing like it. Yeah, it's nice. We're Garmin guys. I was an Apple person for a long time, but now I switched to Garmin just because of running. But how do you feel about like, does it force you to feel like you have to track your stuff now? Because now I feel like, oh crap, if I didn't turn it on, I was like, crap, did I actually, did I actually work out? It didn't count. (laughs) But I think I've, I've had it for maybe two years now. At this point, I just don't care. So I know all my workouts are good. I'm confident in how much I'm going to burn, you know? Uh, Yeah, I don't worry about the calories anymore. It's just like, I like to turn it on to see, I can see my heart rate. That kind of helps with my, with keeping track of stuff. But besides that, I don't really stress it, you know, because it's, they're not 100% accurate. Yeah. take that into account i calculate my nutrition goals and macros completely without taking this into consideration the heart rate's pretty accurate though like when you follow like the intensity of your workout my favorite thing um like we did a challenge in april no when did we start it i don't remember started in march March. we started it in march time is you know an illusion (laughs) but we started the challenge in march and everybody kept showing like the data from their watches and it followed the intensity of the workout beautifully you know exactly how we wanted it to feel we did the workouts their live workouts but it's beautiful to see that everybody's heart rate was just where it's supposed to be you know you start off nice and easy set one you're like ramping up and then set two you know the middle of the workout you're just like on fire and then you know they decompress and it's it's nice to see when people actually decompress like their heart rate literally goes like yeah. and then it's you know, they're in a steady state their body's nice and healthy mm-hmm getting back to normal so who do you who do y'all look up for inspiration to like on a daily basis um i have a lot of people that are like um i'd say like acquaintances and online friends that are into the same stuff that we do but it just it motivates me to like just keep going and always trying new things and remembering to like have fun with my work i think people that are like in our field are people that inspire me the most i just i look at their posts every day and i'm like yes yep mm-hmm. what about you Eric? yeah a lot of people that like are big in like the like uh healthy sustainable eating and precision nutrition is really great they're the nutrition platform that i use for my certification and um like just like a lot of like motivational speakers and a lot of like joe i love joe rogan obviously you know he's just super funny and like keeps it super real so i just like yeah, a lot of podcasts, you know, yeah. a lot of people that I listen to on there are really great. But as far as like social media, I like to follow people that have big accounts that do fitness like I do and kind of try to, you know, see what they're doing and see how I can learn from them, but how they're so successful from what they're sharing. And then I look to people even with smaller accounts, uh, new up and coming young coaches. And I look at what they're doing because, you know, they might be doing something that, I might not even be aware of, you know, cause I'm getting old, you know? So <laughs> they, it's good to find, you know, fresh ideas from people who are doing things, you know, at a different scale, at a larger scale, or even people who are up and coming to learn some new tips and tricks. And um, yeah, constantly just trying to learn from other people and yeah. borrow ideas. What's um what's the game plan for like the next five to 10 years for y'all? What, what is y'all's roadmap look like? Just keep traveling, keep coaching people and kettlebells and animal flow and having fun, experiencing things. Costa Rica was awesome, so we're looking to do that all over the world in different spots and uh, getting to experience the places ourselves and sharing the experience with with our our fans and our customers and clients. So looking forward to that just because it it was super fun, super rewarding. It was a trip of a lifetime, honestly. Yeah, it was badass. And I think what's so beautiful, it's like the group of people – um really made it just so precious like everybody was so cool like literally like some of the coolest people you'll ever meet everybody was so down to earth yeah and everybody's so positive Super like positive. even like at the on it gym you know like you think you're surrounded by like-minded people who are like there to work out like yeah you are oh man you get really comfortable <laughs> you know <And> yeah. like- <laughs> Ends up getting really negative in there. You walk in and they're like, damn, did you get a fucking haircut? You look dumb. You know? it's like, it's like, like a frat house. Yeah. Talking shit to each other and that kind of gets annoying. You know, yeah. it's like you end up talking shit all day to other people and you're like, man, like. You become one of them. You become like a shithead, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, not 
it's good to break away and go somewhere where maybe, you know, they're these new people, you know, they're being extra nice, you know, cause it's your first time meeting each other, but it ends up feeling a lot better and you have better experiences. Like, cause even within the group, you can tell like when we're horseback riding for three hours, <laughs> some people are like, fuck man, this sucks. <laughs> but because everybody else is having a great time, you have no choice but to like enjoy it. And yeah. next thing you know, you actually enjoy, you know, some of that stuff. And I you think know, the it's person- good to get you out of your comfort zone and like kind of put on a front. Cause then you, it's like you fake it till you make it, you know, it yeah. happens in all those situations to where like, I didn't want to go surfing. I didn't want to go. <laughs> <It's back night>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do any of that. I just want to eat and work out in the sun, maybe go swimming. Uh, I don't want to do any of those activities. And so I'm like dreading every single day. I'm complaining. <laughs> I'm complaining about doing all these things. In my ear, of course. I'm like, oh, Yeah, gosh. and then you do it, and then you have a great time, and you, you, it lives up to, to all the crap people were talking. Yeah, so. and I think the balance of the group was just so perfect. Like half of them were people like Eric, who are like, meh, 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 everything sucks. <laughs> this is horrible. And half of them were like me. Like, don't get me wrong. I have those thoughts in my head, but like I try so hard to be positive because – you know, it's just overwhelming if people complain all the time. So you had people like me that are like, no, we're going to make everything positive and we're going to conquer our fears. And you know, we're gonna make- <laughs> it ended up being such a beautiful yeah, balance. I feel awesome. like we all blended. So- we were like a family at that But time. then it made me realize, like, man, I do complain a lot. And just, it's probably <laughs> because I'm like around a bunch of shitheads that are on it, you know, in the gym talking shit to each other. <laughs> and like, you know, break away from that and, <laughs> you know, find new avenues, new friends. Because, man, fuck, people are annoying. We, uh, Mike and I talk about that. We, we talk about the same thing, too, where we try not to talk shit about people because we don't want to be that kind of person. But the minute we get around people that do talk shit, like you were saying, Eric, is like it, you become that person, like, slowly. And then if you yeah. hang out with them for a couple of days, it gets worse and worse and worse. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And we're really rude yeah. to each other. Like, yeah. it gets to the point where I'm like, damn, we're just shitty. Like, not not a nice thing said. Yeah. And it, you just get, it gets bad. But it's funny for a little while. Uh. But I win I win more than he does. But. And then it becomes awkward to be nice. Yeah. You know? What, <laughs> like, what's the catch? What, what, do, you, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. How did y'all set up this Costa Rica trip? Did y'all did y'all post it online? Like, hey, we're going to do a workout in Costa Rica or how did that set up go? Yeah, we pretty much. Um, so we were already thinking about doing international stuff since we teach around the U.S. And everybody's like, what are you going to leave the U.S.? You know, like there's a whole world out there. So we're like, all right, you know, if we're going to like make a big trip out of it, we might as well go for a retreat. But yeah, we just shared it on our email list, our newsletter and um, on social media, just casually and we try to make sure um we were posting about it on, on our main page because you know things have different reach you know not right. everybody sees my story but a lot more people see the post but yeah just posting it online and telling people like hey we're just literally gonna have fun in paradise like if you want to join us and you like what we do like you know you're welcome to come and mm-hmm. it worked out great <laughs> could you imagine making that y'all's thing y'all go to different uh locations like greece you know go, go to just islands or just asking about Greece today. Exactly. <laughs> you go to Greece and then you do the classes and it's like a win-win. You're vacationing. You're, you know, you got Working. business going on. You're building bonds. You're networking. It's like perfect. And you don't have to have a building. It could be a perfect And business. everything was so cool. And I think what was so nice about it is like, yeah, we were talking about like, you know, getting out of our comfort zones. Like even for us as coaches, like we want to, when we go to our workshops, like everything's planned. Like we know how we're going to go. We know what we're going to bounce off of. But with this, like, you kind of had to flow with it because sometimes people were so exhausted. We're like, all right, we're just going to stretch. And they're like, are you sure you're not going to kill us? Like, sure we're not going to snatch? I'm like, no, we promise. We're just going to stretch. But it was nice because sometimes you had to just go with the ebb and flows, you know, kind of right. lower the intensity um, without, you know, realizing it. Or sometimes we were doubling up on workouts because um, we all felt good. So it was nice. What, where's the next trip planned? Or where are you thinking? Most likely Mallorca, Spain. Oh, so wow. I didn't even know where Mallorca was, but it's like right in the middle of the Mediterranean. It's beautiful. That's yeah, a- it was actually. We've been watching. Have you guys seen the F one show on Netflix? No, dude, it's a badass show where they like they go to all these racetracks, like a documentary series. 
And Mallorca was uh, on one of the races. We should go to a race in Mallorca. Yeah. Heck yeah. You might as well if you're going. Uh, yeah. But yeah, probably Spain and then make our way along the coast of Europe. For sure. France, Greece, 100%. Yeah. So we'll see what's up. That's awesome. Do you all, do y'all see all, uh, that probably didn't make sense. Do you see yourselves, uh, opening y'all's own kind of gym in the future? Nah. No. That did make sense. Did y'all see y'all? No, I'm kidding. That's, <laughs> a, super, that's a super Texas <laughs> shit to say. Y'all probably like, oh, no problem there. <laughs> perfect sense. Yeah. Um, no, actually, this is something we talked about for so long. Cause like since the beginning of our careers, like thankfully, you know, we both have had like a lot of growth and success, but everybody's always like, when are you guys going to open your gym? And we're both like, that's like, it's like having a family, you know, we're not sure if we're ready for that, but I always dreamed of having like a beautiful, like really nice, like almost like luxury kind of upscale home gym. Like if I could have like a badass home gym, chef's kiss, like yeah. that is my dream goal. That's awesome. You don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. yeah and then like working at a gym <laughs> and my brother, he was the GM for a while too. And watching how stressful that is and running the gym and, Trying to make sure, you know, making ends meet. It's fucking stressful. I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather just, you know, do what we're doing now for as long as we can, you know, and really try to have fun doing what we're doing and enjoy it, you know, not try try to minimize stress. And that definitely, you know, adding overhead of a gym is just not worth it for us. You know, maximize happiness. Maximize happiness. That's awesome. That's a good. Go ahead. Uh, that when I first started working at my uh, first gym that I worked at, we were, it was super small gym. It was like a little community gym and we all worked like right under the boss. So I got to see like everything and how difficult it was. And like, and it was a, it was like a really nice community area. So the rent was insane. Wow. Like early like tens and thousands, like over $50,000. Mm. And like, sure, that's, you know, that's attainable for a lot of gyms if you have really good, consistent clientele. But like, whenever things like what just happened last year go down, and how are you going to come up with like 50 plus thousand dollars a month, you know, if your clients don't show up? Um, so yeah, just seeing the ins and outs. And then like, anytime somebody would quit. And I remember having to wake up at like 4.30 for so long to just go and open. And I'm like, why would I want to have a class at like 6 a.m.? And it's just, yeah, it's intense. Yeah, if anything, yeah, we'll have a try to set up a nice home gym in the future and, you know, maybe have events there. Maybe one day get a plot of land where we build the house. There you go. Have like now a you're talking. gym. <laughs> you know, that way people can. Ranch gym. Yeah. Yeah. That way yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> have a retreat at our ranch. And, you know, that's how some people I know do it. Like uh, Tony Horton, the guy oh, from P90X. Yeah. Yep. He has like big ass house a badass gym and he has like certifications and workshops at his at his house Does he have retreat. a helicopter and like a landing yeah. <laughs> I mean, gold hopefully one day uh, but for now just travel to these different places partner up with the gyms those local gyms and you know kind of split the cut split the profits with them and so that they can help us organize it but at the end of the day we're not in it when we're traveling to do these workshops and retreats we're not in it to try to make a bunch of money. We're just trying to, you know, if we break even, that's awesome, you know, just right. so we can vacation. have a vacation, you know, so yep. and see a new city while having fun with people that enjoy the same stuff we do. And um, at the end of the day, just trying to reach more people, like you said, make those bonds so that we can then try to sell maybe our like online products, you know, cause that's where most people are usually going to gravitate towards at the end of the day is, following a workout plan that we put together and you know that all the other stuff is just kind of the cherry on top mm-hmm. to connect and build that community and honestly we've traveled together and we've never had so much fun than we did with that group <laughs> it was jam-packed of personality jam-packed yeah. of activities like there was always something someone always had something to say <laughs> um we're just great they yeah it was awesome <laughs> I think y'all are, are both doing um, extraordinary things and y'all are spreading. I like what you said, Francesca, maximize, maximizing happiness. So I think y'all are doing a great job and y'all are spreading 
um, positivity with y'all's social media presence and just keep rocking it. Um, I love everything that y'all do. So that's awesome. Uh, Thanks guys. So, uh, how can people, um, find you on social media? What are y'all's websites? Go ahead and plug those. So I'm Francesca fit. So (laughs) F R A N C H E S K A. And then my website's just francescamartinez.com, but everything's linked on my Instagram. So you can always find my YouTube on my Instagram Mm -hmm. and all the things. Awesome. Yeah. I'm Eric Leha, E-R-I-C-L-E-I-J-A or Primal Soldier. That's hard to spell. You can just look up (laughs) Eric. Yeah, (laughs) Primal Dot. It'll come up. Um, Yeah, ericleha.com. Go check out my website. But yeah, if you find me on Instagram, primal soldier you'll get to you know see a lot of my workout videos and go to my website and find all my links awesome i greatly appreciate it and it was really fun guys let us know oh yeah you guys are awesome yeah definitely we want to go check out the gym now and get a good workout i need to do better or get better at these animal flows so (laughs) let's do it you got a one-on-one with me on the house awesome awesome (laughs) i'll hold you to it (laughs) 